0: Welcome to the show. Ride's going. Is he going to say anything at all? Good morning. Welcome to the show. I'm Dan Gall. It's time for Left, Right, and Center. And we are joined this morning by our regular, Bob Metz, as well as a guest, Gil Warren, who is a uh, leader of the London Labor Council. Is that correct? One of the leaders. I wouldn't say the leader. On the executive. Yes, I'm on the executive. On the executive of the London Labor Council. Welcome to the show. And thank you for pinch-hinting for Marion this morning. We appreciate it. Happy to do that. Our numbers are six four three twelve ninety. Star twelve ninety on the Can't Tell Network and we're just uh, just off air, and that's why we took so long to get into the uh, into the introduction of the show. Was just going through, and and we've got a uh, you know a lot of uh, topics about 25 that subjects we, can talk. we could discuss. Them. You know, I was wondering, geez, what you guys are you guys going to bring anything to the plate today? And Gil brought a, a list of, of, of items that that we might want to be able to pick off. And and of course, we encourage our callers to to come on the air and and discuss with us um, uh, the topics that we're going to be talking about on Left, Right, and Center 643. 643- 1290, Star 1290 on the Cantel Network. Uh, I think we'll just open it up and uh, talk about what's on your guys' mind. What would you like to talk about this morning, just so you know, as a as a, as a prelude, I guess, to the show, is that we did a, the free-for-all. We were talking about the, uh, the 10 uh, Chinese women, uh, young women, uh, age 14 to 17 years of age, that were um, found in a van about a week ago, um, heading, apparently to the United States and here in Canada illegally and what should be done with these 10. Um, We can certainly discuss that or anything else. uh, Your thoughts or comments this morning?
1: I would uh, say that the other part of this is that they're in Seattle and Vancouver now discovering Chinese immigrants who are uh, hiding in containers. And uh, yesterday, three of them were found dead. And, and this is a really serious issue. I, there's concern on the part of Canadians about uh, a flood of, uh, of people arriving, and, and uh, these people are so desperate to get here that they're literally dying. And, uh, and as mentioned, there were the t- 10 young women, and you wonder where they were headed for in, in New York, uh, what kind of jobs they were going to have. Uh, and I, I think we have to look at... Uh, I mean, some people say, uh, well, we have to... Um, Just keep everybody out of the country and we have to have really tough immigration laws and build a fortress and build a wall and uh, I think we have to look at the the incredible uh, gap in uh, wealth between a country like Canada or United States and and China and as long as there are these tremendous differences in wealth people are going to be really bound and determined to get here either legally or illegally and we need to look at that as a social issue of this incredible uh, difference. And what I would suggest is that we need to look at improving the standard of living in Asia and Africa, and then that would decrease this pressure for people to try and get into Canada illegally.
2: I I think, Gil, you're looking at the symptom rather than the cause. Yes, there's a gap in wealth between the free West and the non-free East, so to speak, but the gap is really one in freedom. Like, there's more freedom here than there is in China. I don't think that just a gap in wealth would make people come here. I think if you brought freedom to China tomorrow most Chinese would choose to stay there because they'd be rich within a within a lifetime. Well, Simple as that. I don't
1: think that, that, that it's a, they're, they're freedom refugees. I think they're economic uh, refugees. And uh, it's not just from China. And they're paying like $100,000 to get here. And, and I don't think it's because they want to be free. It's because this is is uh, a wealthy land. Well, then you're saying you see in.
2: no relationship between individual freedom and wealth. You think wealth just exists over here like it's been here all the time, ever since the beginning of mankind, and China just can't get, get its act together, or what?
1: I think you can have wealth in, in a free society, and you can have wealth in a dictatorial society. You can have either. And the, the question here, and, and the focus we should have, on is, is the inc- incredible differences in wealth. And and what that does, in, in on one planet where you have people who are starving to death, in one part of it, and incredibly wealthy in another part, people are going to want to move to there. And it's the same on the American border between the United States and, and Mexico.
2: But isn't that still just the symptom? I mean, so, what, so what's your answer? If freedom's not the answer, what's your answer? Taking the wealth from people who earned it and handing it to the people who didn't? Because that's the only other solution. <laughs> If you're going to reject freedom.
1: It's not a matter of of taking money from one person and giving it to another. It's a matter of economically developing those countries and and making sure that they they do progress and they don't stagnate. Well, doesn't that
2: mean freedom, economic freedom? Let people make their own decisions, let them make their own investments, protect their right to the capital that they earn. That's the biggest need in the world today. And once you have that in place, you don't need any government intervention. You that's don't need any sort of controls. The marketplace will take care of itself after th- that. This is your Freedom Party ideology going again. You look, at It's not my ideology. I d- you know, I, 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 d- I wasn't look born believing this. Look well, at look Africa. at Africa. It's a mess. Yeah, and what's happening, for instance... Not because of freedom, in because
1: Af- of the lack of it. I would say because of the, the, the business system that's in place in the world, money is draining out of Africa. Africa is far worse off t- today than it was ten or twenty years ago, and tremendous poverty there, tremendous disease, and everything else.
2: And it's so tremendously totalitarian countries that restrict their economic freedoms, that don't allow their citizens to accumulate capital, that don't allow them to own property, that don't allow them to have free association, that practice all sorts of intertribal and interracial hatreds of all kinds. And it's not just white versus black; it's it's black versus black, white versus white. I mean, you've got everything there.
1: That's another symptom. And of that's all
2: because of, of the poverty. You no, know, that's. Again, the poverty is a consequence of a lack of freedom. There is the... I mean, that's a universal truth. There's no exception to that rule. None. Zero. Well, there is. I, show d- me I disagree. One. I think that's... that's show, me a, show me a country that's totalitarian and where there's a broad level of prosperity in the country for most of the people.
1: Well, I think that uh, you have to look at uh, South America and other countries, and there are countries that are more free and countries that are less free. And the degree Singapore, of the freedom is the degree of the prosperity, right? Singapore is touted as one of the Far Eastern mir- economic miracles, and it's a
2: dictatorial country. Singapore yes, is not a free country. It's dictatorial at a certain level, but economically they became free, so at least they or solved the economic So you mean about the problem?
1: political side of
2: it? I don't. I wouldn't. If I was running Singapore, I would make it politically free, too. And, you're, and that's the correct thing to, to, to be against. But you're not against it when it's applied to economics. Singapore at least realized that by giving its business people economic freedom, letting them keep their capital, and having strict private property
0: rights, at rich. least to
2: that extent, you're it, it
0: applies to everyone there, whether you're rich or poor. Um, you know? Having just, uh, just completed, actually, Jan Wong's China, I don't think you're far off the mark where it is a, a poverty issue. I mean, there's a lot of money being made in China. There's no question. Who's making it is the other question. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's but not 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 the money made and who's making it. How how is it being made? The problem is in a totalitarian country, or in laws, or, or in countries where they create laws that prevent people from entering the marketplace, or that protect some businesses monopoly on the market while preventing competition, that's where you have the unjust act, you know, accumulation of, of wealth in the wrong hands because it wasn't freely earned.
0: Where I was, where I was going with that though, mm-hmm. I mean whether it's poverty, whether it's freedom, people are leaving. They're bailing out illegally in cargo ships, risking their lives, paying huge amounts of money to come to this country. And I guess the bottom line question on it is what should Canada's reaction be and how do you handle this situation?
2: Well, I think we have an obligation to look deeply into what the problem is with each case. And I mean, if the problem is one, we have already committed ourselves to being this haven for certain refugees who are in serious threat of their life and and limb and property and everything. So we have to decide where we're drawing the line on that and then stick to a set of rules that are consistent with everybody. And, and have a broad immigration policy. Personally, I believe in, in open and free immigration. Unfortunately, that's not possible unless you have a free country. You can't have that in a country that's run socialistically. You you heard it this morning with some of your callers concerned with all these, quote, illegal foreigners coming in here and using our our medical system and, and all this. Well, they're they're doing no worse damage to our medical system than we are. It's, it's a faulty system to begin with. And to so use your- a faulty premise to... To create another injustice isn't exactly the right approach. I don't think there is an answer to, to the world's uh, uh, totalitarianism other than a resolution of it through the, the eventual spreading of freedom, or in its absence, we'll have a war eventually. Let's deal with what you just said there about you don't, do you, as a Freedom uh,
1: Party guy, do you not believe in any immigration controls?
2: I think there should be rules for immigration, absolutely. What kind of rules? Well, uh, rules that apply equal, equally to all and don't discriminate on the basis of race, culture, color, creed, anything like that. And that's not okay. exactly how immigration... We'll is. leave aside political refugees, because that's a different okay. issue. But just, just general, general re- Just regular, I- normal immigration, you mean. As a pers- refugee,
1: as, as a person who doesn't believe in rules... I would not w- say I don't believe in, I just finished telling you w- I believe in would rules. You, would you restrict... Freedom requires rules, by the way. Would you restrict people coming into the country? Because that seems to be a government rule to me.
2: I would like not to, but in uh, with a socialist country that we have now, we, we basically have to. And and I think Why? by restricting them, what do you mean? Uh, having even well, a, a three-month waiting will, list, or if something if someone like believes in
1: total freedom, wouldn't you advocate no immigration laws at all, just let everybody come? Yes,
2: that would be the principle that I would abide by. But I recognize that principle is not possible to employ until my other principles are in place. Wow. Uh, freedom is not a piecemeal package; it comes. It, it's a it's a total picture, and the inequities in the world are caused by inequities of individual freedom. You'll find a direct correlation if you're talking about economic inequities.
0: Gil Warren is our guest, an executive of the London Labor Council, and Bob Metz is with us as well. You're listening to Left, Right, and Center. Our numbers are six four three twelve ninety, and Star 1290 on the Can't Tell Network. Let's take a call. We have Gord on the line. And, Gord, welcome to the show. Thanks for holding and thanks for coming on the air.
3: Hi there. I, I'd just like to remind everybody that uh, the... Regime in China is the same people who rolled over those students with tanks. And nothing has changed there. Uh, They're cracking down on religious freedom. They don't allow religious freedom there. They, uh, they are also clamping down on freedom of speech. Uh, you know. And to say that these people are just economic refugees uh, doesn't recognize the fact that without economic freedom, obviously they are condemned to poverty as is the case everywhere in the world. And uh, to say that, you know, it's okay for, for Singapore to, um, you know, allow uh, economic freedom without political freedom, I think is wrong, too. I think they have to go hand in hand.
2: Well, they absolutely have to, but Gord, how does that... What, what obligation would you say Canada has in that case? I mean, you could argue that every individual in China is suffering from this oppression. Should we just open our doors and allow, you know, a billion people to come over here?
3: I think eventually, yeah.
2: You do? Yeah. I, I'd like to jump in here. and I, I,
1: don't, I think that people are making a connection that doesn't follow. And, and, Gord, what you said was that because people were denied freedom in China, therefore they are poor. And I don't fo- that doesn't follow, and I don't think there's, there's evidence for that. I, I think that in China, people are poor because it's a poor country, and it has to be developed. And, uh, and yeah, I, but
3: how does one get development?
1: Well, you have to have. What do you
3: do? Just What's decree a law and need? say there shall be wealth created?
1: There has. I I have always advocated there should be a mixed economy where there's some public ownership and development and some private ownership and development.
3: Well, in other l- words, to- you're saying uh, let private people go out and create the wealth and we'll grab it off them and then uh no, have our no. own program.
1: No I think there should be both wealth creation in the public sector and the private sector. But let's get back to China Yeah it's but
3: there's no wealth creation in the public sector yes there is and, no, and, there and I can I can there's no velocity of money there, there I'm afraid. No that is
1: not true. And I can, oh, really? I can I can okay, tell me where London Hydro creates wealth by gen- by building a power system that we then use and they make money off of and it's publicly owned. There's all kinds of examples. But let's get back to China. You mentioned China as a dictatorial country but it's curious what's happening in China, because I agree that it's dictatorial, absolutely, and it's outrageous the human rights abuses that go on there. It's an old communist system that's been in place for 50 years, but they've made an alliance with big business. And if you go to China now, you'll see all the big world corporations, and they're pigging out exploiting Chinese workers at very low wages, with the collusion of the government. Many of the government people in China have set up their own private businesses. The Red Army, everybody's in on this. Then The new the new elite in China are party officials who have become business people. Okay, we, the we all
3: know that, that the, the Reds have turned into fascists, but that's not the well, point. I'd the, say
1: they've turned into capitalists here. This is what's happening.
3: I think you're confusing the idea of capitalism equally in government con- government somehow. Uh, The fact of the matter is that governments control capitalism.
2: I, I, I think more to the point that any socialist system or system of redistribution is a parasitical system on capitalism because without a system that creates wealth, which is a capitalist system, you can't have a system to distribute it or redistribute it. Yeah, I think so, that's so that's why most socialists now are opting for what they call the mixed economy, which is an impossible state of affairs to keep permanently, because a mixed economy is an economy on the road to total state control and socialism. It cannot work any other way, because the, mix, the part of the mix that state controlled will continue to fail, and in trying to continue to repair it. They will encroach greater and greater on the private economy until it no longer exists. So either you have to have smart enough leaders who understand that process and realize, listen, we got we got to take our hands off.
3: Well, At I think that in that regards, regard, the Chinese are smarter than the Russians, but. Uh
2: Yes, and I think that's why you're going to see a lot of economic freedom, quote, brought into, or, or say more market forces, let's put it that way, if not freedom.
3: But I also I also think that this economic freedom that they've unleashed in China is unleashing uh, political forces will. that they are foreseeing yeah. as a threat to their uh, stability and rule over the country.
2: Absolutely, because you can't keep your economic freedom if the political system continues to be state-controlled. That's
3: correct, and I, I think that... Uh, it's inevitable that the the Chinese regime will either fall or uh, start a war with another country to keep it stable.
1: Let's go back to the point of who creates wealth, because I disagree with uh, Gord and I disagree with Bob as well. I think that people create wealth. People working every day in their factory. So, in other
3: words, businesses aren't people?
1: No. Let me let me finish what like I said. Like, I run
3: a business, and I think yeah. I'm
1: a person. There's a partnership that goes on between the workers who work in the factory or the business and the owners and the community. It's it, it's a collective thing that produces wealth in our society. It, the actual business may be individually owned. It might be a non-profit company. It might be a, a co-op. It might be a government-owned enterprise. But it, but it isn't this that the owner creates wealth. Because if the owner showed up for work and there were no workers there, there would be no wealth created that day. And, well, and Bill, I don't think that... Just a minute, I want to, Bob, disagree with your point that you made where you said that any kind of government business is a parasite. I don't agree with that at all. And, and, and you said that, oh, big, that the business world is, is non-parasitical, but the business world can be in a, in a situation where there's a monopoly and
2: they're charging unfair and high prices well, only if the government get grants them that monopoly without government law how can you have a monopoly all is- the monopolies we know are all given by government i I was no, once no, no. challenged with that, and I couldn't find a monopoly that didn't have a government edict protecting it, whether it used to be Bell Canada or Rogers Cable or any of those that things. That was part of our regulated
1: economy well, after, after the Second yeah, World War. Yeah, monopolized. Bill Gates is out there busy building a computer monopoly, and there's no doubt about it. In fact, he's been taken to court by the by the American government. Yeah, so by the people who are envious
2: sector. of his success. And, and, you know, if Bill Gates did anything illegal, I say, yeah, go after him and, find, and go specifically for whatever, you know, bad things he did on an illegal thing. But you can't accuse him of, of holding monopoly in a country where anybody, including you and I, can get into that field of activity is, if we want to No it, And, to,
3: and what, to, what, if, what if Windows doesn't even exist in three years? Where will the argument be there?
1: Well, well, they are making sure that Windows does exist. and no, they're it developing
3: won't. It products. won't exist. I bet you $100 it won't exist in five years the way it is now.
1: But I, I think the, point, the po- point we have to keep in mind is that... Uh, um, um, as businesses merge uh, and bigger and bigger world corporations develop, uh, Time Warner just had a big merger the other day. Yep. Uh, there is a process there where where I cannot start a movie business. Uh, on. Sure, you can.
3: Who's you, you, stopping you, it? You, you assume Who's you, stopping you? You're, you're saying there's a law that says that, that Gil can't start a movie company.
1: No, you're missing the point here because both of you are working you're not on
3: making your point.
1: You're both saying saying of you. you let me right let me make that. the point. You are, you're both assuming that the, the everyone is equal in these business relationships, that the, that the worker is equal with the boss, the boss no, is not. equal with the other company. That's where
2: you're... where well, you're What did we say to give you that assumption? That's where well, you're What did either of us say that gave you, all, you that assumption?
1: You always say, oh, well, anyone can start in the car business, or
2: anyone can start in the movie business. Well,
1: they business. can't. Anyone can. Yeah, but they're not going to win, or they're not going to well, succeed. Well, that may be, well, and they may
2: not be equal. I mean, they you and I, who are both at zero level on either of these businesses, could both start tomorrow, and one of us might succeed, and the other one might but no. so you missed the point that the existing... Remember what you said, people create wealth, so Be- it's up to the person. And if that statement's no. true, can you test the opposite? If people create wealth, can I accurately say that people create poverty? You're missing the point And here. if so, the what's point the point
1: The point I want to make is that if someone is already in business, and they have a billion-dollar business...
3: Like they have the guy who originally owned the Buggy Whip Company.
1: No like Bill Gates today
3: yeah when well, he has that's the economic, point, is that he no, will be irrelevant soon
1: no but he has he has his billion dollars that he can then use to protect himself and in and what and way to, for, from competitors oh, from obviously other he's being pretty
3: use. successful with Linux right is that what you're saying and no, so but, that if somebody overcomes him what will your answer be then
1: you, you guys talk about
2: equality and all people are equal but you don't People aren't under well, the law. We're not talking about being equal in terms of how much money they have in their pocket. That's, and that's,
1: that, the, that's ridiculous. That's the crucial difference, because once you have those resources... But that's irrelevant to anything. It is not irrelevant. It's the It's point.
2: only relevant to socialists, because socialists see everything as egalitarian. They see one guy with money and one guy without money, and right away in their mind they think, well, that guy without money should have that guy's money. And that, to me, is such a leap of morality and logic and and anything sensible. It just it, it, There's no reason for it. What,
0: what, what would their reason be for? Got to take you know. a break. Uh, John, I know, is, John w- is waiting, and he's waiting in the wings. We'll be back with left, right, and center with our guests. Gil Warren, the executive uh, of the London Labor Council, and Bob Metz on left, right, and center on 1290 CJBK. Welcome to the show. It's left, right, and center here with Dan Gall. We have Gil Warren and Bob Metz on the left, right, and center with Dan Gall. 643-1290, star 1290 on the Cantel Network. We have another caller. John has been waiting patiently. John, welcome to the program. Good
4: morning, sir. Uh, Interesting discussion. I do wish that... um, um Bob would uh, read a little bit of history with regards to economics of the world it's concerned.
2: Why do you think I haven't? I read economic well, history every day uh, of because the week. You, you, you com-
4: totally ignore what has transpired in the past with regards to various empires in the world. Uh, I mean, Can you the, be specific? I'll be specific with regards to um, uh, Spain, Portugal, Britain, France, Germany to a great extent. And now, as far as the state is concerned, when we talk about a global village and a global economy, if you recall, and I'm sure you will do, Britain held sway with regards to the economics of the world. She did it through a, 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 a sea power and, her, how shall we say, her ability to um, deal with those at the top in the third world countries who benefited from the deals, but the people themselves didn't.
2: Well, what Britain brought to the world, as I understand it, is free trade, and that gave it... To, that, well, that made if it you
4: read Churchill's powers. book called The Rights of the People, and particularly uh, the, the welfare of the people, uh, I think you could be well enlightened as to what transpired in 1908 and the philosophy that existed then. Britain held, um, uh, how shall we say, sway with regards to... Um, industrial production
2: what was the philosophy you're referring to
4: that britain was able to hold the rest of the world to ransom with respect to production
2: no but you're not telling me what was the philosophy a philosophy is a system of belief. Well, all right
4: a then the, of the name of the game was that britain would import the raw materials and produce
2: the finished good. What was the philosophy, John? Well, was it free trade? Was it a no, philosophy? The
4: philosophy was, was that Portugal, Spain and Britain benefited from the people in the third world countries because the leaders John, of the third world countries, John, whether it was Africa, John, uh, John, whether, John. whether it was the Congo
2: pick up a dictionary and find out what the word philosophy means. You're you're what you're giving me unrelated well, you're both unrelated, philo- unrelated means nothing. Okay, I, I think uh, I can the see the point. John, I,
1: I mean, th- name if every you Let me finish, in the world. friend. Instead
4: of interrupting me, they'd be beneficial to us both. You could put your side and I could put my side. Well, I'm trying but to get as your long side. as you interrupt and keep constantly referring that it's socialist or that it's communist or that capitalism is the best thing. Yeah, capitalism is the best thing for the few. It is not for the majority.
2: And where do you see that, John? Where do you see a capitalist country where. The majority are worse off than in a socialist country. Well, all right. Show me you one. Africa, Give me one example. Uh,
4: for instance, take who? Take Africa, in particular. Well, Africa is a Africa continent. As far as the Western world, uh, uh, so you're saying that
2: people are better off, in Africa availing itself
4: of the resources that were there, that was not beneficial to the people themselves. They got nothing out of it. Yeah, I why was that? I was, in the why East, was that, my friend? John? When Iraq was on the throne throne, and King Idris was on the throne. The Americans had an air base out there called Wheeler's Field. It was the largest American air force base outside the United States. There were 6,000 airmen there.
2: John, so what?
4: They made King Idris uh, rent or whatever you want to call it, but the people themselves got nothing.
1: Yeah, okay, Uh, John, this is Gil here. Let me just jump in for a minute, okay? Sure. Uh, I think the point you're trying to make is that when Britain was an empire, that's right. It was an imperial system. It that's was a big business system with an right. imperial side to it. So they went to Africa, they took over it. They were they took over so it. So is the your people. assumption
2: that I'm supporting the British imperial system? Come on, give no, me a break. But you were, but you were trying.
1: You're trying to make the point, Bob, that oh, it was a wonderful free system and they brought in free trade. But it was They wasn't, were freer than any It wasn't time a fair before. system.
2: It wasn't a fair. It's s- still not fair today, Gil. No, you still have socialists like you running around redistributing the wealth. You, I, but you I'm leave not, out the imperial. Part of it, you, the
1: Americans today with their world no, corporations I because have I the, same impeachment 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 the same process going on. The same process goes on today impeachment impeachment with impeachment the United States as with Britain. Gentlemen, uh, excuse me. As
4: far as Britain was concerned, particularly at the end of the nineteenth century, the workers themselves woke up to the fact that they were being grossly underpaid for what they were producing.
2: That's nonsense. So they, woke Marx, the they woke up to Karl Marx. As soon as the
4: manufacturers realized that trouble was afoot, they took their industry and transported it to where there were lower-paid jobs. As far as the cotton industry was concerned, that's where the cotton industry fell flat. Well, you know the, that's no why the guys, industry you would do the same flat. thing with that's your That's why a lot of the industrial industry, like coal mining and steel and things like that, fell flat in Britain, because the manufacturers just moved out their facilities to where there was low paying jobs. The West has been... Uh, constantly has benefited from the misfortune of the third world. Uh, and, and that's a fact, friend. The hard realities of life uh, of is, the the West of ideal is, is not The uh, hard reality is not responsible. We may for have an
1: oh, just a minute, just a minute. Now, let, let me jump in here again. Sure. Okay, Bob says that the West is not responsible. But oh. if you look at the banking accounts, okay, look at the situation of South America and Africa in terms of the loans they're trying to pay back to the West. Money that was forced upon them in the 70s for big economic development, forced develop- upon them. And who, and who big, got it? Yeah, well, the, it was forced for big governments economic down companies.
2: there. got it. Who no, else?
1: no, 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 no. The money, the money went to construction companies in America well, Yeah, but companies. it went through
2: government. Yeah, here's Building what's
1: happening to
4: today. Nowhere, here's what's happening mach- uh, uh, machinery that
3: did nothing but tractors that, that was on the, the deal
2: if right. that money had been invested in a capitalist way governments would not have been involved the business in canada would have been involved with a business in south america was, and they would have looked after their interests and things no would that's gone, not that's not gone true gone and that's okay. not w- that's not what
1: happened let's deal with the reality of what happened there the money was pushed onto these countries for economic development that was inappropriate there were big world corporations that benefited from the building of hydroelectric dams Project. and from railways and from tractor sales and then these people were forced well, to pay that money. anybody who
2: does anything productive benefits from it. I hope. I mean, you're just you're just taking ordinary no. economic activities and making a big worldwide conspiracy out of it. No, no, no. that's a not process. what it's about. It's a pr- the point. The conspiracy th- exists only in government. Only conspiracy no, no, start at the point no. of a gun. No, and the only guy in the let equation me make the point have that, have that I wanted about to make locally about... is the guy with the gun. And let that's me the make government. the
1: point I wanted to make about Africa and South America. What's happening today is that billions of dollars are flowing out of those countries as they try to pay back those debts there's a net outflow of wealth which from means, africa
2: which means there was a net inflow of wealth b- that gave them the debt in the first place what now, happened to the it? Interest, where did it go the
1: high interest rates are, they're they're pay- they already paid off the
2: debt they're paying the interest
1: and they're going to be paying it forever many many social groups in in the world now are asking that that third world debt be uh, forgiven, so that those countries can b- get back on a secure economic foundation. Even business in Africa and South America has been ruined by these incredible debts. You debt know pays.
2: what'll happen if you forgive every debt like that? What'll happen is didn't people say in the every future, debt. well even the key ones, people won't want to lend back to those countries anymore in the future, because they'll figure, well one day some government's gonna write off the money I just loaned these well, What guys. if
1: the economies then begin to prosper? They'll be right back in there.
2: Well, if that happens, that would be great, but it'll never happen as long as the government's meddling.
0: Guys, we got to take a break. You're listening to Left, Right and Center. Six four three twelve ninety 1290 star 1290 on the Cantel Network. We are with Gil Warren and Bob Metz on left, right, and center on 1290 CJBK. Back to the show we're with Gil Warren and Bob Metz on left, right, and center. Good afternoon and good morning. I'm Dan Gall, 643-1290, star 1290 on the Cantel Network. If you just joined us, we were originally talking about the 10 Chinese ladies or young women that were found in a van last week and are now being detained until they can get uh, proper legal um, advice and what to be done with it and what do we do with these people that are being smuggled into this country? Should we... United States simply loaded them back on a plane 243 just this week said back to your country where you go hoping to send a strong message to them And we're wondering what we should do with our illegal people that are coming over. And then we got on to the discussion of why are they coming over, for economic reasons, because freedoms, what? Jean's on the line. Jean, welcome to the show.
5: Good morning, fellas. Excuse my voice. I have a cold,
0: like everybody else,
5: I guess. However, you know, you fellas can sit there and talk about the economy of this country until the cows come home. And you're not going to solve any problems. What should be done is start at the bottom and work up. These people came from China. They're, they had to have the money to get here. Here are these poor little girls. I don't say they're poor. I, I don't know what they are. But I have raised daughters, and so I'm sure so of you fellas. And you wouldn't want them subjected to what these girls are going through. And I don't feel sorry for them, per se, but I am feeling sorry for them because the way they are being used and
1: abused. Well, I would agree, this is Gil here. Like, in, in many cases, people, those people will pay 50 or $100,000 to be smuggled in, and it's not just them that are, that's paying the money, it's their whole family. All, everybody's taken up a collection back in the village to send this one person to New York who hopefully will get a job and then send money back to the village. And then what happens is that they literally get basically sold into slavery. It could be either prostitution or they could end up washing dishes in some Chinese restaurant or something or in a a sweatshop making textiles. Exactly. And and they have to work like 10 or 15 or 20 years to pay off the $50,000 debt to... Uh, organized crime figures, and people
2: apparently like that. they seem willing to do of their own volition. Otherwise, they wouldn't be leaving the country. They left. No, it must be worse d- there. G- Jean, what's your answer to this? Well, situation?
5: Uh, here's what I think you should do is, is start at the bottom.
2: Here we've
5: got these North American Indians that are making a thousand dollars a head. How many people way back in this little? province where all the people are poor in China, and that's where I understand they're not coming from the big cities. There's a certain province and problem in China where these people are so devastatedly poor that they are coming over. So how did they hear about Wapool Island where half, I will say 90% of the people in southwestern Ontario have never even been there? I know where it is because I'm, I'm originally from down in that area.
2: So are you saying we should, and, and we so should not let anybody back, outside the country and, know and about us? And these
5: Indians are making money, the North American Indian is making money off the government. Then they're selling these girls for $1,000 a piece to get to the States. Then it goes back to somebody else in Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver, wherever the case may be. Well, and, and this is where the government or the RCMP or whoever on earth is in charge of this. You should be looking into things. And then it goes way over to Brooklyn, New York, to this little uh, Chinese takeout place.
0: That's where that's where they that's found where phone numbers up. where it's going. Yeah. And apparently they're leaving. They're coming into Canada and going south of the border because they can... Yes, you know living anonymously. So what you're saying is we should tighten up our borders. Wouldn't that's that be right,
5: it? and you know, but uh, that's almost
1: impossible.
2: The problem,
5: man, uh, you know,
2: the problem I, is it's almost impossible to tighten up the borders. It's very
1: difficult to do that. It would it would cost tremendous amounts of money. But, but I think the issue is uh, what,
5: what uh,
2: as I think everything what
5: would, we mentioned. Oh, it would cost tremendous amount of money. But when the government wants to do this. Or they want to do this, or this sweet little man from Chewinigan, that the, that we should have some more uh, investigating reporting, to, so that we know what he's doing with all these, giving all these perks to this Shewinigan area—that's never done. Not see, see, you know how with there? Is, I,
2: I agree with Gil that this is an impossible thing to do because well, not impo- it could well, be improved, it, but it's it, it's very but difficult. But you'd need to a totalitarian state to do it. The they don't need
5: a totalitarian
2: state. Well, if you're going to close the borders up as tight as they, they would have you know, to be... I, to prevent it was written in the paper
5: on on in Saturday's London Free Press uh, <laughs> about them shooting the the customs there at uh, across from from uh, Walpole Island. Is it I, using I, it for a target practice?
0: I, I, and
5: that the government doesn't want to put customs officers on there at 12 o'clock at night or 11 o'clock shift. They're going to put um, surveillance cameras up. So now, you just tell me, what worldly good is that going to do?
1: Well, see, the point I was trying to make is that the real solution here is to reduce the economic pressure of the poverty coming from China or India or other countries, and then people will be less determined to get in
2: here. But Jean's not interested in that. But much. you know, but it's not that, it's
5: that I'm not interested in it. But you know, that's what makes the world go round. There's the rich and there's the poor. If, if you would ever hear my background, and I'm a retired woman today, and my grandmother was left widowed with eight children in 1918 when the flu raged and raised eight children and not one of them on welfare and And that's the line I come from, and we all worked and make a, made a living and and every generation got better, and I could take an early retirement.
0: Gene I hear I hear two things from you. one what? that you feel you sympathize with these
5: I these sympathize young women with these
0: girls. however, you're also saying that you would like to see a tightening of the borders. Let me put this into uh, into a, a vision for you. What if those ten female uh, women were found at the borders, what would you have done with them?
5: Well, you know what? You, you can't, um, rehabilitate somebody that doesn't want to be rehabilitated. That, that's been proven in our prison system, right? But
2: we're not talking about rehabilitating anyone. I know,
5: but I, I think they should be shipped back. Okay. Because we have
1: enough welfare stuff here. Okay, can I, can I just comment on the welfare side? Because I knew that this would come into the debate. I know you knew, did And I think that we have to be careful that we don't end up, uh, on the one hand, attacking the Chinese immigrants because they're poor, and then attacking our own people because they're poor because they're on welfare. I think that we should have a full employment economy. And I think that all the people that we have on welfare should be gotten back to work and I think there should be training programs, and I think that there should be employment programs, and I think that one of the problems that we have as working people is that big business likes us all to be fighting amongst ourselves. So
2: they like... Like they, they, the only like, country they like I know the that, that achieved full employment in the sense you're advocating was Hitler's Germany before World War. No, I'll get Hitler out of here. Well, that's the only way he, he achieved full no, employment. No, the Europeans <laughs> still admire him today for that. Had,
5: what? We, I don't admire Hitler. Oh, for don't
2: anything. Admire, we had, we, had full <laughs> of, we have to make sure that we understand no the ideas <laughs> associated with what philosophy. No, just get out of here. Uh, we we'll had full employment.
1: We had a full employment after the war, basically in in North America and also in Western Europe, and so. During the period of the welfare state, we were close to full employment. And and that is what we need. And then if people here in Canada were all working, then we could mm. sit down rationally and look at the issue of bringing more people in, into the country as immigrants. And and then we could say, well, our economy is prospering,
2: so we can afford to bring in some more people. I think it's <laughs> I think it's easier solution than that. I think that any new immigrants that come to this com- country should not qualify for any kind of welfare No, assistance. I don't think
5: they
1: should either.
2: And I don't... And And eventually, we'll wean the rest of the country up. I noticed one thing you said, Jean, that you were proud of the fact that all your generations of your family, none were on welfare. That's right. And I think that's the basis of your complaint, and that's the basis of my concern. And you
5: know what? We were all just ordinary working people.
2: Yeah, but maybe you were lucky as well in terms of being
1: able to find a job. Nobody is lucky. Yeah, no people are.
5: I will have tell you something. Do you know what a priest told me one time when I was raising my son? I've got three children, but I'll use him as an example. He said the best thing you can instill in a child is ambition. But, but, And without ambition, there'll be nothing.
1: There are lots of ambitious people. Like when the Ford plant hires a new worker, hundreds or thousands of people well, will apply. But only that. one person gets that job. He's the lucky person because he got the job at Ford or GM. What about all the other people that didn't get the job? it's a, it, there is an element of luck there's a certain amount of qualifications that goes into getting a job and then there's just good chance that you got a good job at Ford or GM or 3M or whatever and 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 you know after the second world war in canada it was prosperous economic yes, times I, I lived it was a in lot lot time. easier to get a job then than in the 30s and and people need to see that everybody always sees that that they got to their position because of hard work if you ask bill gates who was the richest guy in the world now what do you mean? Bill Gates owns Microsoft, yeah. if you asked him how did he get all that money, he would say through incredibly hard work. There's never a wealthy person who says, yeah. well, I just inherited the money and I really don't deserve it, you know. They always come up with how hard they work to get the money, but some people have worked but a lot these harder people, than
5: others. Getting back to these people from China, my yeah. dear, they are, are people, what I can understand, are from poor, outgoing uh, provinces.
1: You're right. Incredibly poor places, yeah. yes.
5: They're, they're not from the, the where there's a lot of em, employment yes, and all that. Yes, that's right. Yep. But you know something? They have to get over there and discourage these people from coming because there's not enough work for our own people. Welcome
0: back. In our remaining moments with Gil Warren and Bob Metz on 1290 CJBK. Just, I mean, I still haven't got an answer from you guys in principle what do you do with the 10 chinese women that were found in a van last week bob assuming their
2: lives aren't in danger you send them back i would, well, I, would I would i would agree with that uh, you send them back yeah
0: okay because basically and you send everybody back that is coming that is being smuggled in well, you, and have you have to, will send have, they, everyone back they have back. claimed refugee
2: status yes, i understand right is that uh, I don't think they have nothing like that. Well, then, that. then it's even simpler. Send them back. But if they had claimed some kind of status for which they qualified, we'd certainly be ob- obliged to investigate it. But, but you I know, say, as a general the, principle, immigrant, immigrants bring jobs to this country. They don't take jobs away from people. They create jobs. That's been the history of this country. That's been what the country has been built on. So, to me, I would rather see a working towards more immigration. But we got to put pressure. On the, on the least free countries in the world to get their act together and get them to understand what freedom is all about. I don't uh, think it's a
1: freedom problem. I think we have to deal with poverty.
2: and well, we poverty, poverty is a poverty condition
0: and those, of those, the lack of freedom. No, those, those it only took an hour, but I did, have, I did have a decision here from the two of you. Send them back. Bob Metz and Gil Warren have been our guests. Thank you for joining us. Nice meeting you, Gil. Okay, yep. And you're welcome yep. to come on anytime. Happy to be You've here. You've been listening to Left, Right, and Center on 1290 CJBK. Coming up next, the 12 o'clock news from the CHUM Radio Network. And then it's Ask the Experts with expert Bud Polhill from Polhill Automotive to answer any questions you may have with your vehicle problems. Bud Polhill on Ask the Experts here on 1290 CJBK.